0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Here we go! This is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your seat, buckle your seatbelt, and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today. And why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. All
1: right, guys, here we go. Nope, i got my little running buddy, my little four-year-old daughter in the back here with me, so she's probably going to join in as we record today's podcast episode. Driving down the mountainside, sunny Asheville, North Carolina, headed to the grocery store. Grocery
0: store.
1: Grocery, that's right, we're going to the grocery store. And just wanted to take a few minutes on a current topic I just got asked about again for about the four millionth time in the Facebook group. Yeah, it is a tire swing. You're right. All right. And what is that topic? The topic is, once again, we're going back to what they call uh, wholesaling, but it's not wholesaling at all. It's actually contract assignments done incorrectly. And one of the questions related to how do you get paid the assignment fee at the time of assignment, which is what professional real estate investors do. I have never once waited to get paid an assignment fee, cleared title, or waited for a closing to get paid. No, that's not how it's done, okay? When you assign a contract, you're assigning all right title and interest in that contract at that specific moment right then, done. From that moment on, nobody has any obligation to pay you or do anything else. In the real world of professional real estate investing... Yep, those are hay bales, and I'm not talking about this Facebook nonsense with these guru course dealers that you see all the time, but I'm talking about the real, actual world of real estate investing. Contract assignments. The assignment fee is paid at the time of the assignment period in the story. I don't care what these guys tell you. You don't clear title and wait for a closing. To There's absolutely no reason whatsoever you should ever be listed on a HUD-1 settlement statement for an assignment fee. Absolutely not. I don't know who came up with this. Uh, I think, so you know what, let me say this. Here's what I think happened. I think what happened was somebody uh, either, one, they didn't know what they were doing, or number two, this is really probably what really happened, was they said, okay, let's put a course together and we'll tell these guys that what they need to do when is go out there and spend all their money on marketing to find deals, okay? All your bandit signs and yellow letters and postcards and all that, your door knocking, everything else you have to do to locate these deals. Have them get the deal at a discount at, at 60% of fair market value, then, clear title for us, and then to add insult to injury, wait to get paid until we close. I think it's a big joke, honestly. I think it's like I think it's just like this conspiratorial joke that these guys that did the courses uh, that do the courses put together to see if people were going to be dumb enough to fall for it. And unfortunately, I guess they were right because that's the way. All of these courses are, they all teach you to do the exact same thing, and that is not how you do a contract assignment. Okay, read what you're signing. What does it say you're doing? You're assigning all right title and interest in that contract. Not contingent upon clear title, not contingent upon someone else's ability to close, not contingent upon getting paid sometime in the future, right now, today. Boom, in, out, done. Moving on to the next one, okay? So on a, on a traditional wholesale contract assignment, if you want to call it that, where you're going investor to investor and the person that you're signing the contract to is a rehabber or is someone who then has a, some other buyer they're going to flip it out to or whatever, the obvious concern that keeps getting thrown around is you know, they don't want to pay an assignment fee to then find out the title's not cleared and can't be cleared. Okay. I can get there with you on that. I understand that. But let's discuss the reality of contract law and what's really going on here. First and foremost, the seller is required to provide clear and marketable title in the purchase and sale agreement. Not you. The seller has already agreed to that. So why are you clearing title? Well, then the concern is, well, what if the seller can't clear the title, doesn't clear the title, somebody else is on there, he's got a $600,000 IRS lien, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get all that, all legitimate concerns. You're not providing title insurance, you're assigning a contract. You want the contract or you don't. What's it going to be? I mean, this is the business that we're in. You don't expect me to mitigate... uh, I wouldn't even say mitigate, to insure you against any and all risk in a real estate investment deal. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay? So, I don't do it that way. You guys can listen to the... Uh, There's pro- a playground here. Yeah, there is a playground. The other two podcasts on contract assignment domination. You can listen to the episode uh, 041 on Don't Bring a Knife to a Gunfight. And you can hear exactly how I handle because No, I am not waiting to get paid to assign a contract... And maybe you close, and maybe you do not. That's not the game that we're going to be playing. Okay, so let's take it a step further, and let's talk about this title thing. Okay, because that's you know the big oh, the big concern is uh, we want to make sure we got clear title, clear title. Okay, fantastic. I can get there with you on that. I got that part. You want to know that you can close before some guy runs off with five grand, ten grand, fifteen grand, twenty grand. Not a problem. Here's the thing. You've already spent your money to generate the lead. You've already spent your money on marketing and advertising. You've got the property under contract at a discount to fair market value. You've already done all those things. Some people want to argue, well, you know, I want to provide clear title to my, uh, they call them a buyer. It's not their buyer. It's a, a signee. But anyway, provide clear title. You know, it's like this added level that I go to for blah, 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 whatever it is. Okay. It's because you don't know what you're doing. But nonetheless, let's say that that's, I can get there with you on that. Okay. I get that. What's really happening here is this, okay? It's n- the, the, ca- the uh, assignee, the, the quote-unquote, the real cash buyer in the whole deal, is basically telling you that they don't want to take on the responsibility or the inherent risk of title not being cleared because what is their recourse? There has to be a remedy for anything. And in contract law, a remedy for breach of contract and specific performance is a lawsuit for good and valuable consideration. Okay? Now, we covered a bunch of different ways in the other episodes on how to avoid all that. Nonetheless, that's what they're trying to tell you is like, hey, I don't want to have to get involved in litigation in the event that the title comes back and he can't clear it. Okay? Well, I mean, you know what? Suck it up, Buttercup. I mean, this is the real world of real estate investing. You got to put your big boy pants on and understand what it is that we're doing here. There are other ways around that situation. Um, for you to still be able to make money and do the deal and still get the title cleared. But that doesn't mean that it is the responsibility of the person that's assigning the contract because that's not part of the contract anywhere. Sellers already agreed to it, okay? So let's just say you want to take that step anyway. So what do you do? Okay, here's what I would do personally. And it goes back to the mortgage days. The split second that we had a property under contract, okay, or I have a buyer coming in that wants to buy a house if I'm a mortgage broker, mortgage banker, loan officer, whatever. Same difference. We pulled title instantly. Okay? Right then and there. So what happens is this. Okay? You contract on the, on the property. The very th- next thing that you ought to be doing, okay? And they don't teach you this stuff, unfortunately. Very very next thing you ought to be doing is getting that contract to a title company to... Um, have the title company pull the abstract or in some states they call it open escrow you need to be doing I mean why wouldn't you do that immediately if this whole thing is going to be contingent let me explain to you why that is let's say like I said I'll get there with you on okay yeah I can understand why the guy wants to know he's got clear title and he can close before he strokes out 10, 12, 15, 20 grand for an assignment fee I get that if that's the uh, linchpin, the, the the thing this whole thing is hanging on his ability to close, which is what they're going to tell you. Then give it to him. You can have by the time if you guys are doing this stuff correctly, which I know most of you are not. It's all this ham and egg or nonsense, where you go out there and you get a contract on a property and then it's vomit the stuff up on Facebook and whatever, and you don't take time to put together a prospectus or anything for anybody. So that somebody could rationally, intelligently, look at a deal and understand exactly what it is they were getting, what the numbers were, how you derived all that. Uh, you know, your cost of repairs, your fair market value. Did you take a video? You know, I've never seen anybody do what I would do if I was doing these contract assignments the way you guys do them. Okay, I would have if I contracted on the house. I would have a full-blown prospectus and presentation put together. Now, nowadays, it's a lot easier with iPhones and video and everything else. And have all the numbers worked out and do it like a professional, okay? Give the guy a prospectus and, and videos of everything so that there shouldn't be anything the guy should ask you that he couldn't get answered in the prospectus. I mean, what else? What else? You're supposed to be presenting a deal, okay? You want to do more deals, present an actual deal. Most of you don't do that. Vomit up a few pieces of information and you make somebody pull teeth to get the information to determine whether or not there is a deal. And in so doing, uh, because you half-ass it, what you do is you irritate actual quote-unquote cash buyers, assignees, who then, you know, they put your stuff to the junk pile the next time it comes in because you don't act like professionals. So getting back to this, the split second that you have that property under contract, as you then start to go to put together all of the documentation and everything that you need to present an actual deal the thing that you need to be doing is opening title opening escrow pulling the abstract get that process going i mean that could be anywhere from from uh, 24 hours to 72 hours maximum to get the abstract back but by that time you've got your information together your prospectus if you've done it correctly the way i've advised you've already interviewed all of your buyers Okay, so you already know what they're looking for, and you already know that the metrics of the deal that you have constitutes it as an actual deal. Okay, an actual deal that they're going to buy. So there's really no concern whether or not you're going to be able to flip this thing out and make money because you've done your homework and you do your due diligence. You're not blast. You don't need to blast it out to four thousand different people on a "Quote unquote buyers it's the list." Gas station. Yep, it is the gas station. You need to be working on work, actually working with I feel some gas. the yeah the uh, signees that you're going to be assigning things to, so you know what their appetite is. You know exactly what they're looking for. You've interviewed them. You've pre-qualified them. You know how many deals a month they can do. What their cash availability is. Okay, so you don't waste time. And then you put your prospectus together. And then when the title comes in, then you, then you know what you're dealing with. Okay. And if there's some issue that needs to be cleared, well, guess what? You're that far ahead of the game now. Now, here's what happens. In these stupid courses that you guys take, they tell you to avoid doing all of that, right? Right? Because guess what can happen? You can incur title expenses in the event that you don't close, Right? Well, if you're putting a contract on a house, you certainly better be believing in the deal if you're presenting it to other people to the point that you're not concerned about whether or not there's some issue on a title that's going to prevent you from an ability to close. I mean, what are you talking about for an abstract? 175 bucks. Okay. You're doing enough deals. You're doing 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 15, 18, 20 deals. This is not an issue because it's going to, how often is that going to happen that you're not going to be able to close and have to eat? Title expenses. Let me tell you what I used to do in mortgage banking, because we ran into the same issue. Is we that had a—that's the, the grocery store. We ran into the exact same issue all the time with, um, you know, working on deals, and all of a sudden title comes back, and you can't close a refi. And but guess what? There's still title expense out there. Here's how you do that if you know what you're doing. Okay. We were running such a volume. When I say we. I'm talking about me personally running such a volume because I'm out there professionally doing deals that I had an arrangement worked out with the title company that, hey, I'll pay X per title, right? I'll pay X for closing. I'll pay X for this. But I don't ever want any additional bill for a title for an abstract on a deal that didn't get closed. So it gets absorbed into the cost. So instead of paying one seventy five. dollars you know, maybe we pay $250, but guess what? I don't, I don't ever have that, that fear or that worry of not being or of getting an expense based on something that doesn't close. I only paid on deals that did close. You guys can do the exact same thing. There is no difference. But, see, they tell you not to do that because they don't want you to incur expense, right? Well, you can't do deals in fear. you got to proceed. If you believe in the deal, you believe in the deal. Get it going. Get, go ahead and get the title pulled. Get the abstract done. You know what you're dealing with, and now, if uh, that's the situation, you can then immediately begin working on the process of clearing, get it with the seller, and get the damn title cleared, so you don't have that issue. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rent the cart, so you don't have that issue. And then when again the deal gets presented, bam, here we go. Hey, here's the contract, here's all the specs, blah blah blah. Here's our uh, cost of repairs, our ARV, the whole nine yards. Here's the clear title. Now, do you want it? Yes or no? Fantastic. Sign the contract now, and we pay the assignment fee right now because I'm not waiting to get, I'm not waiting to get paid at a closing. And why am I not waiting? Why am I, why am I not waiting to get paid? Oh, hold on, baby. Why am I not waiting to get paid at a closing? Okay, we've already, if we already have clear title now, right? Because the buyer is going to have to pay in cash. He's going to have to close in cash, right? A, or if he's getting mortgage financing, that means he's going to have to put. Twenty percent down in cash, which means he's got the cash for your assignment fee, or, or, oh, hold on, baby, I'm almost done. You're going to take on me, okay? Or he's doing a double close with somebody else, which means that he should have funds from them for the contract that can then pay for your assignment fee. It's very simple, okay? So if you're going to do it that way, start pulling, t- work out a deal with your title company. Okay, so you don't eat these additional fees. You only eat fees on, on deals that actually close where you're getting paid, right? And then get the titles pulled as soon as you contract on the property. So that that's all being done while you're putting your presentation together for the guy that you're going to flip it out to or assign it to. Okay, very simple, right? But... You guys are overcomplicating it with this. I don't I want to avoid some potential title expense instead of thinking through the process to understand how to never have to have that title expense unless you're making money and closing deals. Okay. You can work out an exclusive deal with a title company. Say, hey, listen, I will give you all of business. We'll have all of the people come here to close um, because you'll already have the title, blah blah blah. But I'm not paying for you know titles that can't close. Okay? Very simple. Right? There's tons of title companies out there. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever that you can't get that deal worked out. I promise you. I want to honk the horn. I've done it dozens of times. Okay? So that's how you do it, guys. Very simple. All right. So she's going to honk the horn, and uh, I'm going to go get in one of the grocery carts, and we're going to go grocery shopping. So there it is, guys. I'll catch you next time. Hope you have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our give to get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today.